four-man rush. Johnson, end zone, leaping grab, and a touchdown! Daquan Hampton! Pressure coming. Intercepted! L.A. with the pick from the big guy up front, Reggie Howard! Throw that close to a big guy touchdown! Josh Johnson trying to extend the lead. Wide open! Touchdown, Los Angeles! Saeed Blacknall! Cornelius lost the football. L.A.'s found it. Boogie Roberts, boogie on down. A 23-yard return for the big fella. What's going on, football fans? This is the XFL Show live from the greatest game in XFL history here at Dignity Health Sports Park. And this is a game recap of the Wildcats 41-34 victory over the Tampa Bay Vipers. This is Bryant. And this is, man, I don't even know. I don't have words. I don't have words. This is Alan, and I don't have words. What do I, it's too much to recap. This is supposed to be a mini recap. How do we recap all these points, all these big plays? Jerry Glanville wearing sunglasses at night. Norm Chow and Josh Johnson yelling at each other on the phone. I mean, this was insane. Calm down, what, Alan. What calm, down. calm down. Calm down. Right. Calm down. Calm down, I wish calm I could down. be as chill as Winston Moss was during this I got whole you. thing. <laughs> I wish I was like, uh, like Winston Moss in many aspects of my life, uh, but this man is is quite the coach. A lot of fun <laughs> watching him uh, from up here in the post uh, in the press box. Alan, wow, what a game! It was a great. I'm here. It was a lot of fun to be a part of. Uh, back and forth action. Uh, the over hit in the first half. That's how offensive this game was. No one thought it probably would. I'm sure that helped a lot of East Coast betters. Uh, but this game went. To the wire, my friend. Uh, one of the greatest games I think I've ever seen, not just in the XFL, but in football uh, in a long time. Oh, yeah, because of uh, a comeback in the first half and then an almost comeback in the second half. And then not to mention, not not only one, but two great big fatsos getting interceptions or fumble recoveries and running down the field for the Wildcats. I mean, you had the thumpers for the Vipers really doing damage early on in this game this this was just so so much fun you had i mean i don't know if you saw this being at the game bryant but you had espn sideline reporters telling players please no cursing and then the players they're having too much fun they're cursing (laughs) it's different it's different it's the xfl and as josh johnson was saying nine points is a one score game in the xfl to everybody on the sidelines and they got the message barely because la almost blew that lead that tampa bay blew earlier in the game that they overtook and then they had the big lead it was nuts and it was so much fun but you have to chalk it all up i think to the adjustments that winston moss made early in the game uh, soon enough you know with enough time left to come back and they did it quickly on defense they they started really playing uh, with with showing that they were going to load up against the run and backed off a little bit. They were playing too deep a little bit more. They heard a lot of Tampa calls. And then I think a microcosm of what happened early in the game for L.A. to get the lead was the very big play at the end. Jack Tocho's interception was an adjustment on defense made by Winston Moss. He called off a blitz, kept the safeties in the end zone. I don't know if that's what confused and put Taylor Cornelius off time with his receiver, but it was a terrible throw. Jack Tocho gets the pick at the end. L.A. wins. They avoid a 1-4 start. Tampa Bay is 1-4. Big hole in the east where everybody's good, apparently, and L.A. stays alive in that hunt 
for uh, the Western spot, that second spot, obviously with Houston being on top. But what a game and what uh, great coaching, just like we saw earlier today with Pep Hamilton. I thought great adjustments made by Winston Moss and also tit for tat. We saw Jamie Elizondo and Mark Tressman switching up their offensive game plan when they stalled a little bit to get back in a groove. It was just great football all around. And at the end of it, L.A. pulled it out, but Tampa Bay played great too. There was a point in this game where you wonder where the Tampa Bay Vipers went, and then they came back. They really were absent in the second half. Really, I think they had a field goal uh, really leading up until the last five minutes of that game where something changed. You're right. Some sort of adjustment. Uh, the Tampa Bay Vipers made this a game. Allen, I'm going to nominate my candidate for star of the week. Did I get that right this time? Star of the week, right? That's what it is. Star of the week, uh, Josh Johnson, man. Come on. Uh, 20 for 36, 280 yards, four touchdowns, an interception. That was the very first play of the game. He brushed it off. I mean, he calmed his coach down. That's that's just star quality right there. Uh, the man's a leader. Uh, what a game for Josh Johnson. And really for one of the better passing teams in this league. I mean, Josh Johnson proved today that there's no lead insurmountable, I think, for him. He is, he is a quarterback, uh, one of few in this league that – could sit back there and pick you apart. All he needs is everybody else around him to just be on the same page. It seems kind of at times he is uh, a sane man amongst a bunch of insanity, and he's trying to get everybody on the ball, even sometimes his coaches. But he seems to have you know the, the mental capacity to deal with all that. And him being – I don't know if any other quarterback could, could take being the QB for the LA Wildcats, to be honest with you. Josh Johnson, among all that, is, is I think, just suited for every everybody else he's playing with. It, it's a perfect match, I think, quarterback, team, coaches. Um, but then also, I, I want to nominate another player then in this game, Bryant. Um, what about – what about just the 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 tough the tough sob of the week, Trey McBride, who has some sort of inj- injury with his ribs and continued to go out there return punts? He caught it and he went out and caught touchdowns and extra points even after getting injured in this game. I mean, he was fantastic in terms of individual performances and then defensively, Boogie Roberts early in the game, late in the game was everywhere, tackles for loss, uh, had the big fumble recovery. I thought his play was very special, um, but for and then for Tampa Bay, you know, I, I want to credit Taylor Cornelius for never getting too down on himself, and you know he made some mistakes. He's a young quarterback; he is just learning how to be a pro. Josh Johnson's been doing it for now a decade, right? A little over. Um, Cornelius coming into his own. Aaron Murray, they keep interviewing him on the sidelines. I don't know if he's ever going to get back on the field, Bryant, because Cornelius goes for three hundred two touchdowns in this game and I mean really very close to pulling off a, an up uh well an upset that turned into a blown lead that again would have been an upset but yeah I thought he was he was very special too unfortunately for injuries though we had a couple too Jacques Patrick goes down in this and also uh Brandon Barnes who had a touchdown catch in this game Bryant, he went down the tight end for the Wildcats, so we'll wait to hear their status, but neither of those uh, injuries looked very good. Patrick, hopefully, uh, could get back in it, but you know they had to cart Barnes off after his injury, so this was a physical game. Uh, very physical. It had everything. I think that's the why it's making it such a great game, Alan, because it had the run game, it had the pass game, it had the special teams, it had the turnovers, it has the comebacks. Uh, everything that you can think of that you would want in a football game, uh, we saw it here, or I saw it live here. 
uh, at Dignity Health Sports Park. Now, let's go through some more of these stats real quick as a team uh, for both teams. 434 yards of total offense. What we've seen from the Vipers really uh, all season long. Uh, they just haven't put it together in the red zone, and that's where they fall again, especially late where they throw that interception. Three for six today in that red zone. I'm sure we'll talk more about that on Tuesday's show. Uh, 345 yards for the Wildcats on offense, but here's the big difference. Uh, five for five in the red zone. They finished uh, They finished strong, my friend. Uh, the Wildcats really just dominated, uh, I think, in the efficiency part of this game. Uh, there were some. It was a little sloppy. We saw you and I were texting. Uh, Moss looked like he was going to lose a gasket, and then he calmed down. This team fixed their their own issues uh, and, and came out with this victory. Uh, but really, efficiency, I would give this to the Wildcats, and that's why I think they came out with this the victory at the end against the Vipers. Yeah, the the adjustment made by Moss, just uh, again, another brilliant coaching move, move made uh, today in week five of the XFL. So the coaches, some a couple of coaches in Pep Hamilton earlier today, and then Winston Moss, I think, really saved their team. And Moss saw his guys were loading the box. They seemed confused. They weren't tackling. They weren't trusting their their you know any anything early on. They weren't trusting each other. Uh, they weren't rapping. And uh, he kind of let the defense breathe a little bit and let them sit back and react instead of going full board to stop those big running backs. And it worked. And can't say enough about that decision. And also can't say enough about the most extra points ever converted in one game in the XFL, Bryant. We had seven total converts in the converts in this game. Four for four for the Tampa Bay Vipers converting extra points, albeit they were all one pointers. Still very, well, was, very hold impressive. on, I was gonna bring that up, Alan, because very impressive. And they're going for one and they're making it easy. Like to me, the Vipers look like they can score from the T-yard line, no problem. That's almost like a given uh, for them. Uh, it's like kicking it to them. So I think them, even though they're only going for one, if they get it every single time, that's probably more points than what your opponent's been able to do. Uh, even the Roughnecks had troubles for a while. The Battlehawks are probably the worst team, uh, and they're two of the best teams in this league. Uh, so that's a very important part of this game. Alan, um, before we get out of here, I, we don't do this on this show, but I just started scrolling through Twitter, and I wanted to get your feedback on this one tweet here that I that I saw. Uh, really was an amazing game, but Tampa blew it. We wanted that 41-41 to 41 overtime. That's from uh, Shields Up Podcast uh, on Twitter. Uh, Alan, I guess overtime would have been the cherry on top of this game, uh, but really just that's down a game uh, from whistle to whistle. Really, if you think about it, from interception to interception, that's how this game started and ended. Uh, what a game. The atmosphere here, too, by the way. Uh, second to none. I, it's a lot of fun to be at these games. Uh, I, I hope you get to come down to LA one of these times. Oh yeah, I want to. I want to be there because the the LA uh, fans seem to be able to basically get on the field or have the have the players come to them more than anybody. I mean, you had defensive linemen jumping in the stands. You had uh, Jordan Smallwood doing his Randy Orton pose in the stands after a touchdown, and. <laughs> As I'm far, watching this, Alan, real quick. Sorry, the the, the where the defensive guys jumped on the fence. Um, that wasn't the, even the, the end zone. Way higher, yeah, way higher than where the, where uh, Smallwood jumped into the end zone. <laughs> yeah, credit to the defensive lineman for getting up that wall. Yes, and, and and you know what? Let's also I want to acknowledge that overtime tweet you said because that would have been excellent, but you know it's it's. It was not necessary. This was in terms of make what this was an exciting game that would have been insane i guess a lot a lot of people would have been talking about it we i'm sure we will get our first overtime game soon sooner or later i felt like we were close this weekend but we got i think some really really awesome games this weekend in terms of 
uh, week five, when we go over what this, what we now know halfway through week five really was a, a, a week where we, I think solidified identities. I think we really solidified, uh, the fact that these teams are comfortable in their own skin, at least a, a handful of them. And I saw, I think we saw two of them that are out there today, even though the Tampa Bay Vipers have one win, my God, are they a fun football team to watch? And I was joking, sending you a message during the game, Brian, my, my power rankings for, for going into this week, uh, L.A. 1, Tampa 2, L.A. 3, Tampa 4, L.A. 5, Tampa 6, <laughs> and so on and so forth. I, I already submitted it. Don't I didn't know you were joking. I submitted it into the algorithm. We'll figure it out how it happens. Because really, that might be easier than trying to figure this out on our own because I've done this a hundred times. Already. Fun to watch, they're, they're man. They hit. They, they play physical. They don't give up. And we saw that all out there today. Plus, not to mention all the access we got in terms of hearing conversations with Josh Johnson and Norm Chow. Here and Mark Tressman uh, tell his offensive coordinator to throw more on first down. They go out and they do it. I mean, this was just all kinds of fun. You, you know, and it was a longer game, too. It was too. a fun player. To... It was a longer game, too, yeah, in terms game. of comparison. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And also just a lot of fun to watch a friend of the show, Dan Williams, play football. Man, every time he grabs the ball, it's an extra 10 yards in some direction, whether it's yacker. forward, backward, or side to side. He's, he's doing yacker. something. It's a lot of fun. Al, let's look forward here a little bit before we get out of here and uh, put a bow on this week five. L.A. is traveling up north to Seattle. That'll be the late game on ESPN2 on Sunday. And then the Vipers are headed back home where they've had some success against the St. Louis Battlehawks, who are a little bit on the ropes. Uh, so it's going to be a real testament uh, as to which those two teams are best. The Vipers, though, sitting by themselves here at one and four in the East. Everybody else at three and two. Uh, they got to pick it up, man. Time's running out. I know we say they're a good team, but until uh, until uh, they, they can get this together, uh, they're going to be sitting there by themselves because right now everybody's kind of keeping pace with themselves in the East except for the Vipers. Yeah, they're in a hole, and now they have a big task at home against St. Louis coming up, and Man, I don't want to put them last in my power rankings because they're so, they're such a competitive team and so fun to watch. But they are. I, I would I wouldn't want to play the Vipers regardless yeah. of their, their their record. I would want. I'd rather play like the Guardians or the DC Defenders more so than the Vipers if I had to win one game. Yeah. So, let's just keep that in mind. You know, power rankings are not just records and not just standings. Uh, it's 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 who do you want to play? To me, at least. And right now, the Vipers. I'm glad we only played them one time. And if we play them again, I hope it's in the championship because that'll be a lot of fun. Oh, man. What I would give for a rematch of the Vipers and the Wildcats. I don't know if that's in the cards, but that was a fun. It's different. It's different, as Reggie Howard was saying after his interception. Oh, he kind of said it different. He kind of <laughs> said it like that. We'll see. All right, Alan. Well, that's it for week five in the XFL, man. We are halfway through the season, man. Think about it. Two years ago, we weren't even talking football, and now we're halfway through a professional football season. Uh, week four, if you didn't listen to, excuse me, week five, if you didn't listen to any of our four uh, post-game recaps, go back, youtube.com uh, slash XFL, XFL.com, or on your favorite podcast feed uh, where you can always find it. Make sure you listen to our shows uh, every Tuesday morning, Thursday night, and also uh, follow us on Twitter, at XFL Show. We're always having fun there. At least I am. Alan's always bickering about something. Who knows? Uh, Alan, well, that's it for week five. Anything left, my friend, before we get out of here? No, I'm going to try to catch my breath. I'm going to assess. I'm going to uh, dial in real power rankings for you. I don't know if, I, if I'm going to be late on that. I'm going to try to get that done. And I can't wait to uh, recap the whole thing with, uh, with you and Jonathan Coachman 
and the gang coming up this week in week six. Of course, the Tuesday morning show should be a lot of fun as we get everyone set for uh, for week six as we venture off into the second half of the season. Uh, we know a lot more about these teams, I think, after week five. And man, I just know that you cannot count out Josh Johnson. That guy is a baller. Probably getting my star of the week vote as well, Bryant. Wow, I'm jealous you were at that game. <laughs> uh, you should be, man, because it was a lot of fun. All right, well, that's it, uh, football fans. Uh, this is Brian having a lot of fun here at these XFL games. If you haven't gone, uh, go to one for sure. All right, for Alan, uh, this is Brian. This is the XFL Show. Remember, they're listening.